This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I am your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. I hope this podcast provides you some community and support, provides you with some laughs and some relatable life stories. If you are in the thick of it with kids all over you and just feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I want you to know that you are not alone and myself and many of my guests on this podcast are feeling those same things. You can do this. Hey, today my episode, it's episode 74 and my guest is Sarah Molitor. She lives in the Pacific Northwest. She has six boys and is married to her husband, Tim. She provides encouragement, joy, and inspiration for you over on her Instagram page, Modern Farmhouse Family. She also recently wrote a children's book. She has another one coming out. And what I love about Sarah is she is just who she is. She lays it all out there on her social media and shares her real life, raising these six boys She's honest and she's fun. I like that. She's really fun. This is one of those conversations where I didn't realize how much I would truly connect with my guest. And I left this conversation feeling filled up, encouraged, and really grateful that I get to talk with these incredible guests on the show. And I hope that you leave this conversation feeling that as well, like that connection. Uh, definitely go connect with Sarah on Instagram. She's Modern Farmhouse Family over there. You can connect with me personally on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. In this podcast, we have a page, Why Is Everyone Yelling? If you do love the show or any of the shows that you've listened to uh, previous to this, leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. That is a huge way that potential new listeners can find us and I would love nothing more than to grow this community and give support to as many parents out there as possible or people, anybody helping raise kids. So enjoy, friends, my conversation with Sarah. Okay, well, today on Why Is Everyone Yelling? We have Sarah Molitor on the show. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I'm so excited to chat with you. I am the fellow mom of all boys, so it's a fun conversation for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, so tell us a little bit about your family. You have six children. Six boys, ranging from ages to nine, down to our littlest one who's six months old. And those two, fun fact, actually share a birthday. So oh, that fun. was kind of like a little fun, you know, like big and little thing. Uh, I live with my husband, Tim. We live in the Pacific Northwest in central Washington and originally born and raised in Oregon. And I just love being a boy mom. Who would have thought, right? I know. Do you hate it when people ask you like, are you going to try for a girl? You know, it's so funny. I think I've like fluctuated with those emotions. I used to like be annoyed and now I'm just like, Eh, it doesn't matter if people ask me that. They're just looking for conversation. Totally. So I'm just, so I'm just like, absolutely not. Like we love our boys, you know, just respond with something. And usually it changes their tune on the other end. So. Oh, totally. And I, I always think that too. I'm always like, you know what? Like usually when someone asks a question like that, they are just making small talk with you. Totally. Totally. It is funny though. Cause people get all like, what should my response be? And I'm like, just say something back. No, we're not trying for a girl. Yes, we, you know, like, Whatever it's okay. I, honesty. Like, what would you say if you saw a mom walking around with a bunch of little boys? Like, that's the obvious question, <laughs> you know? So I'm, <laughs> I love the people who are like, we have four boys. And I love the people who are like, well, my daughter, you know, she had four boys <laughs> yes. and then her fifth was a girl. Yes. And, and I'm like, yes. well, don't tempt me. Like, I would like to have another child, <laughs> but I don't want to physically, I don't want to physically do that again. Yeah, seriously. And that is the funny one. You end up hearing all the stories of all the people everywhere. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, that's so wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) What about when you're out with like two of your kids or like three of your kids and someone says, oh, you really got your hands full and you're just thinking, oh, there's three more at home. 
Oh, I totally make sure they know. I'm like very like <laughs> proud of that. I'm like, oh, actually, this is only half of them. And I, I, I kind of love that in a sense because I'm like, I just take pride in that. So I'm like, I need to tell them, like, I got to take credit for every kid <laughs> I have, not just half of them. I'm doing the hard work here. I, yes, exactly. Okay. I love that you said that because sometimes I feel like that too w- with having four and I'm like, um, am I being like annoying? Like, but I do, I just want to make sure, you know, this isn't, yes. this isn't all of it. Yes. I've done all the work for six and I'm going to fully claim that to anyone who asks. So, you know, or if they don't ask, I yeah. suppose. Um, so did you always want to have a big family? I don't think I remember like getting married and thinking like, oh, I'm going to have a big family. You know, like that wasn't like a thought in my head. I think I probably anticipated a larger family, whether that was, you know, three kids, four kids, five kids, because I am one of four. Um, my husband is one of six. Okay. And so I think just naturally we, we kind of probably knew in the back of our heads, but I, I honestly think we've just kind of taken it kid by kid. I don't think we've ever said like, here's a set number. We want to have this. Um, now I know my husband says a lot. He's like, you know, six is no small feat. That's a big (laughs) number. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you kind of like you're in the middle of it and you're just doing life and you're kind of like, yeah, that that's a big number. Like we're a large family. Yeah. Um, but when they're so little, I guess I don't think of us as large. Maybe when I have six teenage boys running around, I'll be like, yes, we are a large family. (laughs) I think about that all the time because our house, it's not a small house, but like it's pretty much we're in three bedrooms here and yeah. all four of my boys share a room, which even if we had more bedrooms, I would still have it that yeah. way just yeah. because it's easy. Like 90% of the time, maybe 70% of the time they go to bed together. You know, sometimes we, the big totally. two stay up um, and it just works. Like people are scared at night. I'm like, you have each other. You're all together. <laughs> um, you sound like me. Right. But at the same time, like sometimes I stand in our hallway and I'm like, they're all going to be my size and bigger Gosh, in like, yes. you know, however many years. And yes. this is going to feel real tight in here. Yes. I think about that exact same thing. In fact, when we built the house that we're in now, like as I was walking through every time, cause we were like, this is going to be our home, right? Yeah. Like our, this, we're not doing this again. We're doing it once. <laughs> like we're doing it right. And I remember walking through each thing and being like, okay, at the time, like, four teenage boys are going to be in here, at least four teenage boys. Like, what is that going to look like? What do I need to do <laughs> to make this workable for four teenage boys? And like, that was my mindset. And I'm, I'm really honestly happy that like, we kind of thought through that because we made some specific changes, you know, thinking through that. So anyway, yeah, they won't stay a little forever. No. Okay. So I just asked you as you, you came into to the, the call and you were like, oh, sorry, I was just changing a poopy diaper. And <laughs> I was like, where are your children? Cause I know you're home with all of them. And you mentioned mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. some childcare coming into the week a couple times yeah. a week now. Tell us yeah. about that decision, how you're feeling about it. I have thoughts from my own feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll keep having thoughts because I'm still, I was telling you, I'm still like processing through a lot of thoughts and working through things because so my initial reaction, you know, we had just kind of some different things going on, writing a couple books and doing some things and, you know, doing our, running our Instagram page and just doing things out has homeschooling boys. And my husband was like, you need help. And it wasn't in a mean way. It wasn't like you can't do it. It was just like, hey, your day, like you're not going to be able to squeeze all this in and do it effectively unless you get some help. And probably, like I told you, for like almost six months to a year, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And a lot of that stemmed from my mom. Like she had four kids. She did it all. Like she can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. I have friends that have big families. Like I chose this big family, right? We made that choice. And so like I'm owning my choices. Like I want it and I'm not going to like accept help. And as time whittled away, I just realized like, hey, maybe that's not such a bad idea. And um, so finally got to a point where I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. Interviewed the girl, like had a test day with the girl, you know, like all these different things. And um, and finally bit the bullet and said like, okay, we are going to do this. And right now, how am I feeling? It is so helpful Um, there are things that I am like, well, yeah, I don't have to focus on the things I don't want to do, you know, whether that's dishes and cleaning up and then I can focus on the things I want to do like homeschooling. But then like the mom guilt creeps in and I'm like, but I can do the dishes. Right. I should be doing the dishes. I'm the mom. I'm here. I'm in my home. Right. 
And so I think I'm just still working through all those things. Some days I like do better at letting it go than others. Um, some days I like Tim comes home and I'm like, I don't think we need help. Like I could do this. I can like, right. I can manage all this. And he like kind of resets me and he's like, honey, but like, look how much more you're getting done in the things that matter. Right. Like it's okay if someone else folds the kids laundry today, like you are not going to be more of a mom because you folded your child's laundry. Um, and so just all those things, I think, you know, I, I think I'm doing it imperfectly every day and I'm okay with that. And I think one thing that really helped, if I can say this, is that I, I remember calling my mom and like, just saying all these things I'm telling you. And she said, Sarah, like if I could have had help, I would have taken it. (laughs) Like I, if I could have done that, like what a gift that would have been for me. My days, I'm sure I would have been less angry some days. I'm sure I would have been less stressed some days. I'm sure I could have taken you guys out to do more, like done something more joyfully. And she's like, please do not let the thought of what I did for you guys hold you back from doing what's best for your family. And she just said, she like physically, verbally said, I release you from like anything that you feel that you like is holding you. And then even like two days later, she said, I told dad all about what you were saying. And dad just wants you to know that like he releases you too from like those feelings. And it was just, it was a really sweet moment for me. And that was probably a big hurdle of like, I almost like want to cry, like getting over that, like thought of like, I have to do this because of this, you know? And so anyway, all that to say, you know, all the emotions, you know, like all of them, but I'm, I'm getting there and it's, and to, on the bottom line, it's a help to me. And like right now, look what I, I can visit and do some of these things that like are valuable to me and I encourage others and my kids are well-fed and taken care of on the other side of the door. So I, I love everything about that and I relate in so many ways. I think as people who work for ourselves, like entrepreneurs that kind of have created our jobs, at least for me, I always felt like I can do both. Like I can right. work for myself and be the stay at home mom. And I realized like it, it was a pride thing for me. Like I almost totally. wanted to say totally. I could wear those two hats. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, I don't. Like, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but it's true. Right. Like, I don't need the full-time right. childcare or the part-time childcare. Um, and, you know, when we, like, 2020, 2020, after, like, mm-hmm. COVID came out, you know, was crazy, uh, we ended up putting our younger two in full-time childcare for the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just full-time for that one year, but, like, I freaking needed it. And it yeah. felt so good. Yeah. Like you said, your mom released you. It felt so good mm-hmm. to just, like just accept it and not feel guilty and not feel like, Oh, Lindsay must have it easy. Her kids are in childhood. I mean, I think that's in my head. (laughs) That's what it was. Like I was worried people would have them must be nice, you know, about my life. Totally. 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 You know, it's so funny. You said that because I remember in college, I took a psychology class and one of the things they talked about in psychology class, I think this is like the only thing I remember from this college course, (laughs) but but whatever, it's still, it still sticks. But she talked about that sense of a false audience, how like each of us have a false audience in our head. And I think that's what like, probably most of us could admit that we battle with is this false audience. Like there's no one real out there saying these things. Maybe they are, but if they are, who cares? Right. Right. But there's no one like tangibly saying these things to me, except for me in my head. Like I'm saying them to me in my head. I'm working through exactly what you're saying. Like, Oh, I put my head. What if people think this of me, you know? And like, what if no one's thinking that? What if nobody really cares? Like she was just saying, like, you're more important than you think you are in your own head. Yes. Right. So you're like, so what you're saying, it is almost embarrassing, like a pride thing, like making yourself more important than you are in your head, instead of just saying, this is what works for my family. And this is what we choose. Like, great. We're moving forward in that. Like, why does it matter? You know? So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And it's like, your work is like, my work is real work. My interviews are real work. Like, I'm just not right. working for another human being. Right. I'm working for myself. Right. These hours are still hours. Isn't that so funny how we do that? Like, I 100% hear you. I do that throughout my day. People will be like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, stay-at-home mom with the kids. And Tim's like, you work. And I'm like, right. oh, but it's just a hobby. And he's like, no, no, it's a job. Like, you work full-time. Like, why don't you tell people that? And I'm like, oh, they don't need to know that. I just, you know, and it's a total, like, selling yourself short sort of thing, but like, 
I, yeah, I don't know. A hundred percent. Um, I'll say one more thing about that. You know, we recently moved to North Carolina from Indiana mm-hmm. and like when I would meet neighbors and people would say, what do you do? I would just be like, Oh, I just host a couple podcasts and like, I just like totally yes! downplayed what yes! I do. And it's like so much more than I just hosting a couple podcasts, but I just like, I don't know. I didn't want to make it seem bigger than it was or right, why, why right. the heck do we do that? Yeah, I know. But you know what I think is, I, I'll flip the script a little bit and say, you know what I think is a good about that is it shows, I think the humility in what we do. Sure. It shows the authenticity and the genuineness that you love what you do because you love it. Not because there's a paycheck coming, not because there's, you know, a certain amount that you're striving for. Sure. You have goals, but you, you truly love what you do. And I think when you say stuff like that, and I know like I do it for myself too, that's what shows it is that you're not, you know, you're not out there to say toot toot, look what I do. You know, right. you're, you know, you just, you love what you do. It really feels like, you know, a hobby, a jobby, job, hobby, whatever a people jobby. say. I, like yeah. I'm not, I don't think <laughs> I've what, ever heard that. Tim and I always throw that around. He says like, that's your jobby because your it's jobby. really a job. That's, um, that's, so, the, that's the ideal life right there. Right. Right. And so like, I would say like, just as a friend, like kudos to you, because I think that just shows your passion for what you do. And I love that. So tell me like, when did modern farmhouse become so massive? You guys have 200 and what? 42,000, 72,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I started in 2015, just started an Instagram account out of a season of loneliness and, um, uh, bitterness of where I was living in the season I was in. How many kids at that point? Three. Okay. And, um, was pulling myself out of a pit that I had dug myself. And (laughs) after I'm, as I'm clawing my way out and trying to, you know, get back to, to who I am, where I was, you know, where the focus should be. Tim said something along the lines of you need a hobby. I don't think he said it very nicely at the time, (laughs) but, but you know what? If it, if this is what came from it, I'll take it. Sure. Uh, and, and so I looked around, thought, what do I have? You know, and I had a camera thought I'll teach myself photography. Did that. My sister had an Instagram or not an Instagram, an Etsy shop at the time. And, uh, she was making little girls clothes, super cute. And, uh, she said, you know, these people will like, they do these like brand rep searches. They'll send you a free shirt. You take a picture, you post it, you know, you work together. So she said, start an Instagram. So I started an Instagram, did that for several years, slowly, slowly, slowly grew. You know, it wasn't like one of those one hit wonders that you see these days, 2015. Um, And in 2018, we built our new house that we're in now. I remember June of 2018, I told Tim, I said, I think I want to stop doing this modeling. Like it's just gotten boring. Like I'm not really sharing anything. I'm literally just sharing a t-shirt here and a pair of pants there. And I, it's getting old. And I said, what if we start sharing more of our lives? I've seen this thing that people do and they're like lifestyle bloggers. Yeah. And I'm like, it was like new kid on the block. You know, I'd like seen these things and he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Changed our name to modern farmhouse family. I actually dreamed about that name. Weirdest thing ever. How many followers did you have at that point though? Maybe 10, 15,000. Okay. All right. So like yeah. micro influencer type. Yeah. Probably stuff. like half of them were fake bot followers, yeah. but you know what? If there was 10 to 15,000, yeah. like let's count it. Um, and so, yeah. And at that time, so I did that, started sharing more. And as I started sharing just more of our lives authentically and more of my story and kind of just, you know, even of like being in that season and coming out of it and all these things, I started getting messages and women started relating to it, you know, Ooh, what do you know? And from there, it just really kind of, again, slowly took off. Um, and then 2019 hit and it just kind of took off bigger. And I, I, I don't even think I really know how it did or why it did. I think just community and, you know, I met people and things happened and now it is where it is. And I am loving it. I love every minute of it. I truly mean that. I don't, if I didn't, I would take a break. I wouldn't, you know, but I truly don't like, I look forward to getting on Instagram every day, probably too much. And then, (laughs) and, um, yeah, it's just become a part of who we are. It's not who we are, but it's a part of who we are, if that makes sense. And I, I really enjoy it and it's fun. And however big it is, however little it is, it honestly wouldn't matter because, I just remind myself every day, like if it just spoke to one person, then it would make a difference. So that's kind of my everyday like view of it. 
How do you talk to your kids about it? Oh, I just tell them exactly what it is. Like mommy, mommy shares, you know, we talk pretty freely. I just say like mommy loves to encourage other people. And I do that by talking to them on stories on Instagram. People can watch the stories if they choose to. Um, and I tell them like, my goal is to always, um, be honoring of others and honoring of God in everything I say and do. And then I say, and the cool part is, is that we also get to work with brands and the brands send us stuff. And when we take pictures, um, other people get to, you know, enjoy seeing and learning about those things. And that also earns some money for us to do really cool things as a family, you know, and you're a part of that. And so they understand that. And at least the older ones, you know, to the extent of it, and they're a part of it and they, honestly, gladly partner with it. I've had people say like, what if your kids didn't want to be on social media? And I think I'll broach that when it comes. But for now, my boys love it. You know, there are times when Jude will say something, my oldest, like, oh, will you not post that picture? Like, I don't want anyone to see that. Totally. 100%. Like that is your boundary. And I'm going to respect your boundary in that. Um, But uh, you know, the other 95% of the time, he's like, will you take this video and show it to everyone (laughs) on Instagram? So, you know, balance. Yeah, no. For sure. And I, and I see that in my older kids as well. Like my oldest son, like sometimes being like, don't put that on Instagram or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hey everybody, a quick break here. Finding a doctor and booking a doctor who's right for you doesn't need to be a terrible experience. Will they take your insurance, understand your needs or be available when you can see them? With ZocDoc, the answer can be refreshingly pain-free. Yes. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. You can go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Go to ZocDoc.com slash yelling and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash yelling. ZocDoc.com slash yelling. And now back to my conversation with Sarah. You mentioned your season of like feeling resentful and mm-hmm. a couple, I, I read one of your uh, blog posts about this topic, right. the forgiveness yeah. topic. Uh-huh. Um, and I struggle with that a lot still with my husband, even though he works from home now and he's like yeah. so much more physically available for the kids. Like I, right. I get super resentful when I feel like I'm doing more and I'm doing more right. dishes and I'm, you know, and that's really hard to work through. Yeah. It is. Yep. It is. It still is. It was, and it is. (laughs) So what did you like, what was your like come to Jesus moment with that season? And how did you kind of try to walk out of it? I know that everything is still probably a work in progress, right? Aren't we all? Yeah, always. Um, I think probably the moment there was a couple tangible moments. I think one, I remember one, I had just had our third child no, it was the second, second child. I just had our second child. Maybe we were four months in. I was struggling postpartum, not in a postpartum blues depression, like feeling like you get to go out and do everything. And I'm stuck here with the baby type of struggle. Right. And I remember one night he wanted to go do something and I just lost it. I was just like, I, you get to do everything and da, 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 da. And I just lost it. And there have been lots of little things building up until now. I had also just become a person who wasn't speaking very kindly. Um, that's putting it lightly. And, uh, so I think things had been building and I had been saying things and slowly kind of tearing him down, saying mean things just to, you know, kind of get at him for, you know, the life you get to lead and the life I have. Right. And so it kind of came to this culmination. And I, that night I remember saying things I, I wish I wouldn't have said, you know, you can't take it back. Um, said a lot of things I wish I wouldn't have. And I could just physically see the hurt Mm. in Tim, like the hurt in his eyes, the hurt, like you would say that to me. Like, and I remember he looked at me and he said, what if I said that to you? Like, what if I called you that? And I was like, oh, like, you know, just that sinking, like, oh my goodness, I, 
Like, I think I would crush if you said that to me. I think I would literally feel like I was crushed. And thankfully for me, whether it's a good or a bad thing, God gave Tim about 200 extra measures of grace for his wife. So, you know, um, so from that point, I remember calling my parents, big conversation. My dad basically said, I've been watching you from afar. Like, I'm not going to defend you. Like, you've been really mean to Tim. <laughs> and like, you need to turn it around. And the thing is, is you can sit and pout in, and pout about where you're at. You can pout about your season. You can pout about where you're living. You can pout about all of this. He's like, or you could say, this is where I am. And I am going to suck the joy and suck the life out of this season until there is none to suck, you know, and, and I'm going to do that in every season I do and move forward until something changes until, until I'm in a different season. And then I'm going to do the same thing in that season. And that was really a challenge for me. Um, and it kind of flipped my thinking on that. And from there, it really launched my journey of, I need to change how I use my words. I need to learn to speak more joyfully in the day, even when I don't feel it. Um, not like a positive poly, right? Yeah. Not like a faker maker, but really just like I can choose to either encourage him or tear him down. I can choose to build up my children or tear them down in every day. Like every day I have a choice, right? My words are a choice. And so from that, um, you know, just came that journey of crawling out of that season and then, you know, yeah, the Instagram tumbled and all these different things. And like you said, still on that journey, but, um, that was kind of the point that changed it all for me, so to speak. I I love that. I love that your dad just like spoke into you and was right. like, hey, right. sis, let me tell you yeah, what I yeah. see here. Well, you know, what's funny is like, you know how I, in our culture, right, we want affirmation. I want to call you know, we, yes. we tend to call the people that will affirm where we're at, that will say like, yeah, he's, he's that. And you tell him, right. And that, <laughs> and I think I called my mom hoping for a glimpse of that. And then she handed off the phone to my dad and I knew that, I knew that was a mistake, right? I knew it was like, oh, that was a wrong call, but no, it wasn't. But I, it forever marked me to know the value of having people around you that will not speak to your like destructive side, mm -hmm. but that will instead like challenge you and say like, no, you know, like, I don't think that's right. Like I, I love you and I value you, but I don't think you're necessarily on the right side of things right now. Um, and that can say it in a love and in a way that, you know, will help change your heart and, and change your tune in that sense. It's so hard to do that. Like it's to hard. be your dad. So hard. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think it takes a special person. I think it takes a special person that knows how to say it and can say it in love. And that's built that trust in you, right? And has built that relationship with you. It's not someone who can just come in from the outside and say, well, here's what I see. Yeah. You know, you know my, my mom, my parents and like my grandparents, the ones that are still here and the ones when they were here, um, they just think that my husband is like, God's gift to earth with the kids <laughs> because they grew up in times where like the men didn't do much and they see right. him like really doing like right. lots of things that they would, you know, like just not assume the man would do. Totally. And so when I, when I whine or complain, my mom just thinks about how my dad would have never done those things. And I'm like, but yes. mom, it is 2022. Things have changed around here. <laughs> Um, but they yeah, don't, they don't take it's my true. complaining because, right, right. because of their experiences. <laughs> probably good for us both. Probably, probably good for us both. This is true. This is true. Um, okay. Tell me a little bit about your history working as a nurse and deciding mm -hmm. when you, once you have so many kids, like deciding to stay home, doesn't really become much of a decision. It's like, this is where we are. Yeah. I think the goal was always motherhood for me. I knew that from the very beginning. But that didn't stop me from wanting to accomplish some goals. You know, professionally, I was 15 and I was working in the church nursery and there was this lady working in um, there with me. I think she still works in the church nursery to this day. I love it. Uh, I love it. And she was a labor and delivery nurse. And she started telling me just story after story. I was just captivated, like, oh, my goodness your job sounds amazing, you know? And I was like, that is what I want to do. And from that day that never wavered, I wanted to go to nursing school and the goal was motherhood. But nursing school was like, this is a legitimate career that I would love, but also that when I become a mother, one comes in really handy, but two is a great plan B, right? Like something yeah. ever happens. I need to help support our family for a time. Like nursing can do that. Um, and so I felt it was a valuable use of my time in terms of going to school and not like a, you know, degree that wasn't, was just going to sit. And so, um, I pursued that 
I met Tim actually right, like I got accepted to nursing school a week after I met Tim. I remember that. And, um, and so, you know, kind of went through nursing school with him, half of it dating, the second half married. Uh, and it, I loved every bit of being a nurse. I love people. I love taking care of people. I love visiting with people. I love talking. That's probably like a good, you know, so <laughs> uh, I, I loved that it changed every day and that there were new people to take care of every day. I loved that I didn't take it home with me, that it wasn't a job that I had to leave the hospital and say like, okay, now I got to work on hours of report. You know, I could leave it there and go home. I just, I think it is an incredible career. I try to convince everyone I meet. I'm like, go be a nurse. It's such a wonderful career. Go do that. It pays well. Yes, do that. You'll meet so much. Um, so yes, every aspect of that I loved. I worked three years full time as a nurse before making that decision to say, I'm home and I have never looked back. I love being a nurse. I love being a mom. They're two separate things. And I, I never had trouble transitioning. Um, I just switched from one to the other. And I'm so happy with that. I'm so thankful for both. Do you think you'll ever go back? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Too honest. I know some people think they want to. No, I hope not. I I hope that I can stay home with my boys all the way through and then, and then continue to stay home and love on grandbabies and be with my husband and be an empty nester and do all the things we can. So no, I hope I don't. Tell us about also that season where you guys, you move to where your husband's from and you're feeling like lonely and you don't have friends. And how did you walk through that? I mean, I just moved been here seven months and right. mm-hmm. I've made friends in my neighborhood, but like this is a yeah. long going process. Yeah. Oh goodness. I think I stumbled through it more than walked through it. Uh, I, I think it would be, you know, I definitely, I mean, I, you know, I made some friends that were Tim's friends mm-hmm. and a lot of people showed up for me in that way and were very kind, but I don't think any like deep intentional friendships formed um, until like six or seven years in the move. And that sounds that like, I think some people like listening to that are like, dang it. I was hoping she'd say a year, the you two. know, like, yeah. <laughs> darn it. And, and I don't think that's the case for anyone. I think a lot of it is what God was doing in me, you know, walking through that season and building things in me. Um, and I don't think it had anything to do with anyone else. I think there were people that reached out to me, people that were kind to me, people that showed friendship to me. I think it's where I was at and what I was walking through and having to work through in myself um, that, you know, maybe took a little longer. Um, but once I developed those friendships, it took a lot of intentional work. And, you know, and it's not just friendship for you. You know that. Like, you can make a friend, sure. Yeah. But, like, what about your husband? And what about the couple friendship, right? Like, that's a whole different game. You're, like, dating couples to, like, see who's going to, like, match. And uh, and so once we found those, you know, those family friends, um, I remember like my one best friend, uh, she, like, I remember having them over to dinner for the first time and being like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know this is going to work out. You know, you have them over. I'm like, she's really fancy. She's from California. Like, I'm not that fancy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for people who make the effort. I'm thankful, um, for Tim and other people pushing me to make the effort, and I'm thankful for to see the fruits of that now because the fruits didn't come, you know, even one, two, three years after they really like, I feel like we're really living in that thriving season now of seeing that, um, where, you know, it's kind of like parenting, you know, you lay all the groundwork in those first, you know, five to seven years. And then you start seeing in those eight, nine year old years, you know, oh, wow, they really caught on to what I said. It's, I feel like friendship is the same way, right? You, you see that later on. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but it took a while. There's no, you know, no hiding that. Side note comment there. Nine is our, my oldest is nine as well. Uh-huh. Such a good age. Oh my goodness. It's so, so fun. fun, right? <laughs> yes. Just it like is a blast. you feel, you know, they're still little kids, but like you really feel like you can like talk to them. Yes. You really do. Yes. And they can understand yes. what you're throwing down. I know. I love that. Sometimes I think I don't give my nine-year-old the benefit of the doubt. You know, like, some, do you ever do this? Like, sometimes Tim says to me, he's like, Sarah, he, he's nine. He, yeah. can, he can do that, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I have to think through, like, what other nine-year-olds are doing. Yeah. And not that, uh, like, that's a comparison stick. But I just, do you ever do that? Oh, totally, yeah. 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 Well, and sometimes I wonder how much are we, have we aged up our olders, though, because oh, they've got little oh. ones to look out for and, like... You don't have time yeah. to do this because you're doing that. 
Yeah, there's a good question for you. Right. <laughs> there's some psychology. We can we can talk yeah, to some psychologists yeah. about that. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. So are you guys like out in the country? No, not at all. Oh. Um, we are I just hear in- farmhouse and I think country. Right, right. Just sounded good. But yeah. no, and more like more the fact that, you know, I think I always laugh because I feel like anything can be a farmhouse these days, sure. right? You like look on Pinterest and they're like urban farmhouse, modern farmhouse, you know, all this different thing. Um, no, we do. We live on four acres. So I guess for some people that would be like country-ish. You know, we're not in the city. Um, we're on a little, but we are in a neighborhood. Okay. It's just that our neighbors are a little bit more distant. I think everyone around us, you know, to the of a left, right, whatever, to one side of us is all of Tim's family. And between them is probably like a combined 20 acres, like four houses and a combined 20 oh, acres. Oh, you like live in the same neighborhood of his, as his family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, wow. that was like a big, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's looking at me pointing it around. That was a big thing. Cause our first home we built was like not. And the first home we built, I would say was more like me in rebellion. I am not going to live near your family. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there were, but you're very, in the town. Yes, but there were some very specific rules with this when we found this land and this second house, you know, that, um, and it's worked out very good. You can't actually, you can't see them at all. You can't hear them. You can't see them. We live in like a dip. We have a very like <laughs> private driveway, you know, all these things. But between, yeah, between the five of us, probably, there's probably like 20, 25 acres between the five of us. So, kid heaven, right? My boys can take the walkie talkie and hop the fence <gasps> and, and run around. Cousins. And run around. Grandma. Well, yeah, there's not many cousins because Tim, like, think father of the bride. Okay. He was born when his mom was, like, 45 and his dad was 50 oh, and all his siblings youngest. were, like, he's the youngest. Okay. And so, like, there's, like, three, maybe four cousins our age and yeah. all the rest are all grown and, like, married and have children. Okay. Uh, or in college. So that's that. But, no, the, it is. It is so fun to see my boys just like, can I grab the walkie-talkie? I'm just going to go, you know, run yes. around grandma's orchard, whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, that's so great. And you know, and even the people next to us, a couple acres. So in the neighborhood we're in, it's pretty spaced out. So I think people would feel very private and country like, but you know, the stores like, you know, six minutes down the road and you know, but we do live in a smaller city, about 30, 30,000 people. Is that small city? Is that big town? I think it's small. Yeah. Yeah. You could say small small. city or big town. Yeah. Yeah, There we go. Thanks for making me feel good. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, cause my thing is always like whenever I see people build houses out in the country, which we've uh-huh. confirmed that that's not what you are. I'm always like, how do you make friends though? Because like when we moved yes. to this town, when we moved to this new city, it was like, I have to intentionally meet my neighbors. Like that's yes. my easiest way to meet people. Yes. And I agree with that. I think if I were, yeah, I think if I were like, that would be something I would look for a neighborhood where there's kids and I could meet people. Yeah. Um, you know, we also, you know, for us like church community and also friends, but I mean, thankfully when we built this house, we already like, we were in those good friend relationships. And so I feel like it, that didn't play in, right? Like that yeah. wasn't a factor. It was our factor was more like privacy space for our boys to run around, you know, and somewhere where we can build the home we'd like to build, which was, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. I go back and forth because I'm like, man, like lots of land with, you know, all that sounds super dreamy, but then I'm like, I know how filled up I get when I walk out my door and just go on a run or walk and I can say hi to like five different people. Like it just like it's, it's interaction. I don't even realize I need until I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that, isn't that so true? And I think the other thing is is uh, just go ahead and think about how long your husband will sit on a lawnmower mowing four acres, you know, every Saturday during the summer. <laughs> and that that might scare you away enough. So, you know what we, so when we bought this house, uh, it was like a month before we came, actually came out and moved. So mm-hmm. we hired a lawn service to mow before we moved so that our neighbors weren't like, oh, great. Somebody bought this yeah. house. And, like, <laughs> and so we never, we never canceled it. So you know what, girl? Yeah. More power to you. I love that. I Which we never had it before. But like once they were locked in every other week and, and then we moved in, I was like, well, let's just keep it. They do the leaf blowing and, and all the things. And that was one luxury I never gave myself before, but it was just kind of built in. And, and here we are. See, and see, that goes back to what we're talking about with even like the in-home help. Just those luxuries that it's okay to say, let it go and just say, you know what? That is a help to our family. And like I... We'll take it. So yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. I don't know why I get guilt about those things. It's really quite annoying to be honest. That's all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there like with you. So we'll just remind each other because yeah, I totally feel you on that. 
Okay, so what do you do about dinner time with so many kids? I mean, I know you still have baby, so and then what's your second youngest? Yeah. Uh, so it's six months, two, four, six, almost eight, nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, what do you do at dinner time? Sometimes at four PM I'm like, What are we doing about dinner time, guys? <laughs> like I am not the meal planning mom. I'm sure I could be. This it's okay. It's just not me. I know there are amazing moms out there and like a billion people are like, You should meal plan. I'm like, I should, but I don't. So um, I mean I'm glad I am, when I do and I usually throw out a, like I've done it like four yeah. times ever. And yeah. I always end up throwing out like two or three of the days. Like, I don't want to do that today. I made the right. plan on Sunday. I don't want to do that on Wednesday. Right. I laugh at the different seasons. I remember being in that season. I look at my sister who has two kids right now. And she's like, every day she's like texting me. She's like, tried this new recipe last night. And I'm like, had spaghetti last night for the fifth time yep, this yep. week, but we're doing great. That looks really <laughs> awesome. Bring me some next time. Um, you know, just different seasons. Uh, I, I feel like it's a toss up, you know, some days if mom's lucky enough to remember to put the meat out in the morning and unthought, you know, we have a good dinner. And sometimes I'm like, Hi, honey. It's me again. Um, 4.30, what places could we pick up takeout from tonight? Yeah. Because I'm clearly not making anything in time and everyone's starving. So thanks. Okay, bye. So I think it's a wash. Um, but no, I think I love to cook actually. Um, and so I think we just have a rotation of meals, non-meal planning meals that we just know we love, you know, 10 or so meals. And we just kind of flip through those. We throw in takeout a couple times and then once in a while, I find a new recipe, we fall in love, and we add it into the rotation yeah. and toss something else out. And if all else fails, spaghetti, because you can do that quick. Hey, friends, a quick break here to thank Gooder for supporting this episode of the podcast. Are you looking for some amazing sunglasses that are functional, fashionable, they don't slip around when you're on the go, running, chasing your kids around, whatever it is that you do? Look no further than Gooder. They have really classic styles, but they also have really fun styles. Lots of crazy colors as well. I love their aviator style shades. I also love the runway shades. You oftentimes will see me in my Instagram stories and pictures wearing the breakfast run to Tiffany's runway shades. Those are my go-tos. They're my favorites. But sometimes I like to spice it up and wear some really fun colors as well. The Electric Dinotopia Carnival OG sunglasses are super fun and bright. Sometimes it just feels good to wear some fun sunglasses. So whether you're on the go, you're working out, or you're running errands, or you're heading out, they have a style for everybody. Go to gooder.com slash another and use the code another 15 for 15% off your order. That's another one five for 15% off your order. Thank you so much, Gooder, for sponsoring the podcast in the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network. We very much appreciate your support and we very much love your sunglasses. All right, friends, back to my conversation with Sarah. Okay, but tell me this. Are you a, I'm, we're all having what I make, mom? 100%. Okay. I am. I am that mom. I am. This is what's on the menu. And if you choose not to eat it, that's okay. You might go a little hungry to bed tonight, you know, or if you need a snack, you're going to have a banana, yeah. right? Nobody loves a banana late at night. Well, maybe some kids do, but my kids are like, Oh, a banana, you know? Uh, but no, I, whatever I make, that's what's for dinner. And not in a sense, like you're going to shove your whole plate down your throat. I think we're reasonable. Like I always tell my husband like, oh, don't dish that much up for them. Like they're not going to eat, you know, like dish right. up a reasonable amount. You know, and we have one little boy who doesn't love certain meats as much. And I'm like, you know, but you got to take one bite. Like I just need you to take one. So, and if it's something new, you know, you got to take a few bites and try it. If you say that's not for my taster, that's okay. Um, eat something on the side, you know. So kind of within those things, I'm not, I think I'm like strict in that you eat what we're having, but not strict in that like, you know, I'm not going to shove it down your throat. I've done that. I've been that mom. And it just didn't ever work out well. So, you know, loosened up a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of the people I talk to is like dietitians and stuff. They're like, well, just make sure there's like one thing, right? Yeah. It might right. be, a, it, to me, you know what the one thing in our family is? I always slice up apples. Yes. If you eat fruit. nothing else, you will eat these apples. Like I know that yes. every, every single one of you likes an apple. Right. And I think the flip side of that too, 
like my husband grew up like because his mom was so much older. It sounds funny, but like she's like grandma age, right? Yeah. For us. And so that grandma mentality of you will finish every last thing yeah. on your plate or so help me. And he said, he said, I always grew up a little pudgy. He goes, no, like no joke. <laughs> he goes, my mom would be like, you will finish like what's on that plate. And I think there's like some, like a, a, a slightly good aspect to like, yes, eat your food. But Don't like when your mom. mom's dishing up, like a helping, like for a, a 300 pound man, like yeah. for a nine year old kid, like, is that really realistic and healthy? Like, no. And he's like, I would have to sit there and like, you know, even like dessert, you will finish your dessert. And so we always <laughs> like in our house, we always say like desserts optional. Like if we have it like one, which we don't all the time, like desserts optional, but there's that healthy balance. Like you're saying of like, you're not going to have to be forced to like do everything, but what you take, you need to make a good effort on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like if your belly says you're full, you don't have to keep eating. Yes, um, yeah. Nothing makes me more angry though than when we're done, kitchen's closed and oh, like 45 minutes say. later, I know someone's down there say. opening the fridge. I'm yes. like, are you kidding me? Oh, what did my husband say just yesterday to the boys? He said, you guys need to understand that we do not eat all day. Right. Like we do not. He said, it's not healthy. He goes, there is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe a couple snacks in between, but we do not eat every hour. I have one kiddo. Oh my goodness. I have one kiddo. He is skinny as they come. And I am like, he eats too. He puts it down. And then like 45 minutes later, like you said, Hey mom, like what, what are we having? And I'm like, no, no, we're we're not. We're not having anything. Drink a glass of water. (laughs) It is so true. And then can you imagine that for me and you, Lindsay, when like teenager boys running? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to be eating our words. Yeah. (laughs) And my oldest is he's so active. He never stops moving. So I'm like, he probably is hungry all the time. You know, exactly. That's the thing I fight. I'm like, you probably are starving because you just, you know, ran 10 laps around the house. I don't know. Yeah. But like the fact is, is I'm not making a whole nother meal. Okay. I have to tell you this. Because this is a little fun fact about my husband's family. His dad is one of four boys. They had four boys along with two girls. The oldest boy had four boys. The next boy had four boys. And then my husband had six, six boys. boys. What you about your family? Um, I'm one of, uh, there's three girls and one boy. Okay. But it's pretty boy dominated. My sister has two boys, one girl, three boys, one girl, boy and a girl. Anyway. I just, we're super boy dominated on both families. So I'm, I remember a few years ago sitting at my sister-in-law's house when all her boys were teenagers. They're like all in college now. And they were like, let's have a snack. (laughs) And I watched this unfold. And this is me. I still remember this because I think like, this is going to be you, Sarah. Those boys went and grabbed three loaves of bread, two jars of jam and two things of peanut butter. And they annihilated it. That was a snack. That was like 2.30 p.m. And I'm like, and she goes, oh, yeah, I buy like 20 loaves of bread a week. And I'm like, oh, goodness. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. You know. Do you anyway, do Costco? So, uh, when we can. You know, we live an hour and a half from the nearest Costco. That's Yeah, I know. Oh, I see wow. your face. Oh, yeah, it's hard. I, I order online at Costco. Thankfully, we have a Winco here, which is like a bulk okay. store. Yeah. Um, thankful for that, counting my blessings with that, that I'm not, you know, spending thousands of dollars at Safeway because that's what it would be if we didn't have Winco. But um, I do try to do Costco and I actually, you're reminding me I need to get better at that because we, we need it. And I need those ready-made meals that yeah. Costco has so much of. That's what I need. Yeah. Like you need them on like, yeah, I just, well, I just bought some at Trader Joe's, but buying food at Trader Joe's is a joke. It's all like this certain, <laughs> you know, so small. Um, we live dangerously close to everything though. That's, I, I love living in town, yes, but like, yes. um, Target is one mile from my house. Oh, you lucky duck. And oh, Costco yeah. is like, two miles maybe so it's like I would be going there for like date night I, I would be like babe what about the sample aisle at Costco like, I know. what do you think about that for a date night it's almost too convenient though because like anytime you need anything you can oh, just be like yeah. oh I'm just it literally takes two minutes and yeah it's a great problem to have but yeah Target, I'm drooling yeah Target's yeah. a little too convenient I will say that yeah that is um okay well this has been super fun oh you're tell amazing. us about your book though Oh, thank you. Yes. So I, last October, I released a children's book called I Grew With You. It takes you on a journey of pregnancy um, each month, starting from the beginning 
to post delivery and it's meant for children. And so that they can kind of be on this fun journey. There's some humor, there's some like, oh yeah, I remember that in pregnancy. And then there's also some like tear jerky moments that I think it's kind of one of those books that's almost more a treasure for mom than it is for the child, but the kids will really enjoy it too. And that was a joy to write. I came up with it when I, the day I found out I was pregnant with my sixth child. So it was fun to birth a baby, birth a book. Um, and I just, I'm biased, I know, but I think lots of women will love it. And I think it's the perfect baby shower gift. Um, yeah. and I'm just, I'm so proud of it. And, uh, yeah, it's out there. It's called I Grew With You. And the other fun thing is my second children's book is releasing this July. It is totally different. It has nothing to do with pregnancy, different illustrator, different book. And it is for like all kids. It doesn't matter who you are. I think any kid off the shelf will want to grab it. And it's bright. It's colorful. It's animals. It's kids. It's fun. Um, it's rhyming. And I am so excited to release that one as well and have just kind of two totally different things that both represent who I am. How'd you come up with the idea for the second one? Uh, in the shower also. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> in the shower or on a apparently, run. Apparently I need to just keep showering. <laughs> so I, yeah, it was, you know, funny because I wrote the second book in like two days. I remember we weren't even, I hadn't even published I Grew With You. It was March and I called my publisher and I was like, hey, can I pitch you an idea for a second book? He's like, I guess, like, I'm, <laughs> like maybe. And I, so I pitched it and he's like, wow, that's, that's really fun. And I was like, yeah, he's like, it's totally different. And I was like, totally different. And he's like, we're going to sign you for it. And he, and they did, and they just took it on. And I was so thankful. I could not believe it. And so it's kind of been like one of those things, like when I finally announced it on my Instagram, I was like, I'm writing a second children's book, by the way, it's actually like done <laughs> and it's going to release in July, <laughs> but it was fun. And I just, the message is about what I was talking to you about, like finding joy in my season. That's the message. And I am so excited. I like want so badly to tell you the tagline, but I don't think I'm allowed to, okay. but I, I, I'm so excited about this message and I think it's just going to be a joy spreader for kids. And, um, it's also going to be one of those books that I think you'll sit on your lap and your kid will be enamored with each page because they'll want to like, forget the words. They'll want to point out every illustration that they see because it's that fun. So anyway, yeah, really oh, excited about both. I Thank love, you for asking. Yeah. I love that message so much. I mean, it's something that yeah. I talk to my kids about all the time. It's like, okay, you might be bored or you, whatever right. it is, right. but like you can right. find ways to make yes. this happy and fun. And I love that yes. so much. Did yeah. your publisher find your illustrator or did you pick out your illustrator? Publisher did both times. Actually, they reached out to me about the initial book, um, took that on the first illustrator we actually found on Instagram, which was really fun. And she was incredible to work with and just beautiful, stunning work that she does. The second illustrator was one where you like pitch your book idea to an agency. And then all these illustrators say, here's my portfolio. I think I'm a fit mm. for your book. And um, we just sifted through till we found the one that we felt like, yes, this is the one. And the funny thing is, is even the illustrator that we found, it wasn't like, like I looked through her whole portfolio and some of them, I just said, I, I don't want to go this direction. Like this picture of yours, that's not what I'm looking for, but yeah. I love this picture of yours, you know, cause she had some different styles and, and she just, I actually just sent her an email today and I said, uh, you are like phenomenal. I hope we work together again because you are like the creme de la creme. You are amazing. And I think my words could be null and void and people would take this book and be like, this is amazing, but, but we'll still use my words. You know, we'll still use my words. So. Oh, anyway. I love it. Okay. Last question before end of podcast. Yeah. Your book, I agree with you. Yes. Have you had the sex talk with your kids? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, only, I think my oldest nine. Yeah. So my boys know how babies are born. Okay. Legitimately. I think what helps, what probably helps my side is that I'm a nurse, right? Yeah. Go back to that. So everything I speak to from the moment they're born, honestly, I speak very anatomically correct. I don't like make up words and like, you know, do all these things. I just say what it is and say what that's, you know, but, um, no, um, my nine-year-old, it kind of happened in a funny way. My husband is like so embarrassed. He has like a really hard time with this. And I'm just over there like, well, this is how it yeah. works. And like, this is like, you know, my husband's like, cut it off, Sarah. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, baby, son, like, we just got to tell him, you know. <laughs> uh, so he, he knows, like, 
but then again, like if you asked him today, I don't know if he'd like remember, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how nine year old boys are like, I don't know if he'd be like, oh yeah, I remember, but yeah. no, we've talked about it and um, they for sure know how babies happen because they were like, mom, it's going to be terrible when your stomach explodes and the baby. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like we got to fix this. Yeah. So we just, we just said, I came up with this simple thing. I said, you know, um, I guess I can tell you, you know, safe space here, but we were, I said, I said, you know, m- like mommies have three holes, one for poop, one for potty, one for babies. And I said, when the baby, when, after the baby's done growing in your tummy, when it is time for that baby to come out, that hole, the baby hole forms a tunnel and the baby comes down through the tunnel, comes out through the tunnel and then the tunnel closes and the tunnel's closed and the, and the baby's out, you know, and that was like a very, I thought that was very age appropriate. I kind of patted myself on the back for that. I don't know if other people agree, whatever, if you don't, it's fine. But like (laughs) it worked for my kids and they were like, that's great. And like, so as we got closer to the baby, they were like, is the tunnel going to open soon? Like when's the tunnel going to (laughs) open But it, it worked and it felt more correct than my stomach is exploding and a baby's, you know, exploding out of it. And then somehow they're going to piece me all back together again. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. But did you tell them that penis has to go in vagina? That's where we haven't gone yet. Oh, oh yeah. My oldest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually happened because he was asking where puppies came from. Okay. And, and, and I had, you know, <laughs> can I tell you this funny thing? I am going to tell you anyway. And I said, he said, so, you know, where do puppies come? We're having this whole conversation. And I told him, you know, how that happens. And he goes, boy, am I glad I'm not a dog. (laughs) And my husband about crawled under the table in laughter. We were dying. So we left it at that. I did not say anything. And I was like, we're, I mean, we're laughing so hard. The next night he's like, so how are babies made? Yeah. And I said, same thing. Yep. Same thing, bud. And he looks at me with big eyes as he looks at me. He looks at his dad. Yep. He looks back at me, you know. And he's like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, yep, same thing. So so I kind of feel like maybe it helped that like it started with the with animals the and then went like went to there. Then it wasn't maybe quite the blow. But it was it was a really funny marking moment. I think, like I said, Tim wanted to crawl in a hole, and I just stood my ground, and I was like, "Yep, that's yep. it. That's that's <laughs> that." And I think you know we make it more awkward for our children, right? If you just tell them how things work, like it's it's a less awkward conversation. And so I, Tim, will say I'm better at that than he is, but that's okay. <laughs> So anyway, yes, nine years old and, and we're there for yeah. that at least. It's just like, it's the embarrassment I think is just them then realizing that's what mom and dad did. And it's, totally. It's totally. so funny. Like I remember when I was that young and by the way, my parents are very young. Like they had yeah. me when they were like 20. And yes. I remember even in like high school being like, I don't know if my parents still have sex. It's like, they were like, they were like 37. You know, you're like, you're like, let's see, we had five kids and five times. Okay. never mind. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's good. But I, yeah, I mean, anybody I've talked to about that topic, it's like, you just, just being honest. And I have a friend, a girlfriend who starts reading the books and doing all the things very young. And I'm like, we haven't really broached it, but we don't, we don't avoid like questions no, or like yeah. lie about anything. Yes. Just like yeah. I think I always just tell my kids like mom and dad are always going to be honest about everything. Yeah. If you have a question, like ask us, we will forever be honest with you about anything. But I think it's so kid specific. Like totally. If he's nine, will the other one be 11? I don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I am not like holding to it. I think there's some great books out there mm-hmm. um, that start the good conversation of that, of just even like knowing your body. Um, right. That are even appropriate. And for me, like, you know, honoring of even like God and all those things. Um, but I, I just think it's so kids specific. I, you know, I'm not like holding my breath that like, I tell him at a certain age, like this is your crossing over son. Right. Like yeah. I, I just, it's just, however it happens, you know, whether it's how dogs have puppies or whatever it is, <laughs> right? like that's how it'll happen in our home. Oh, it's good. Okay. Sarah, what's something professionally or personally that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Oh, goodness. I, I would like to personally travel to other countries. Isn't that funny? I, I have it. like, 
hardly been out of the country. And that is just a personal, I don't know, like right now, you know, if I want to do that, but maybe when things are a lot easier, um, I have a non-bucket list item of countries that I would love to see. And I, in my head, I kind of think it'd be cool to do it with our kids. Like, you know, hop over for a month somewhere. Is that realistic? I have no clue. I just think in my head, it sounds really good. Um, but yeah, I would say travel. I don't think I've done a lot of that in my life other than in the United States. And I would love to see other cultures, other places, expose my kids to that and just really get to do that someday whenever that day comes. Yeah. It's like what, when the youngest is four or five, I feel like that's when things start getting much easier. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think that'll be the question of, you know, do you have more babies? Right. Like, right. (laughs) Like, are we going to have one more? So is that going to be another four year, you know, so that'll be, that'll be the real probably question kicker. But I think in the meantime, we're trying to do a good job of, you know, traveling where we can in the United States and making those experiences here that are easier to manage. Um, and, and we'll get there someday. We'll do it someday. Uh, what is the best, most recent book you've read? Can it be a kid's book? Yeah. I was going to ask you a kid's <laughs> okay. book too. Actually. Okay. Well, adult book. Um, my friend Abby just released a book called M is for mama and wow. Blow me away. It is fantastic. I've never met her in real life. I say my friend Abby, do you do that to people oh, on Instagram? Yeah, all the time. yeah. I do that all the time. My friend this. Um, so Abby, wrote this book. It is about motherhood. It is incredibly encouraging, incredibly challenging. I've always known from her captions that she's good, but put that in a book and it's been wonderful. So M is for mama. Her Instagram is M is for mama, which is so cool. I think, I think it's really awesome that she was like, Tim was like, she got that, you know, and like you nail a name, like that was the name, like, um, that she did so good with that. Um, so I am just so proud of her for that. And it's really a wonderful book. Kids book my all-time favorite kids book and I'm reading it to my four-year-old crew right now for the first time is called The Treasure Tree. Okay. It is a classic. Not many people have heard of it. Oh my goodness. It is so good and it actually does some plays. It's about four animal friends and it does some plays on personalities and I love that. You know, I love that it kind of like, are you the leader? Are you the giggly laughy one the jokester are you the so he is loving that right now we're on chapter two it's like it's a short I mean you could read it in a day easily but we're reading a couple pages at nap time and he's just enthralled and I will forever say that's probably one of my favorite books of all all time for children oh my goodness I can't believe I haven't heard of it yeah no you'll love it your boys would love it it's so so good okay what's an adventure or a trip you've taken with your family that you recommend uh, you know, I, we took our boys to Disney world and I will forever recommend that we took it when we had four boys and the youngest was 14 months old. So he was in the front pack a lot, uh, in a stroller and I, the boys, the older two still talk about it to this day, mm. everything they remember. And I like so much so that I'm like itching to go back, right? Like I'm itching. I'm like, okay, now I want to take you back now that you're older and can like fully, see it. And that was just, even my husband, this will say something, even my husband, who's like not a major Disney, you know, like that would not be my first choice. Take me to a beach. He was like, that was a fun trip. He's like, that was an exhausting trip. Yes. That was a fun trip. I mean, we packed it all in, we saw it all, we did it all. And I am so thankful that we did when we did. It was just, it was worth every penny and every ounce of time. See, I just think I would have to really mentally prepare myself for, I already can see myself being fuming about my kids being like greedy or wanting more and more and more while we're there. And like, yeah. I don't yeah, know, I ha- but like you're, you're literally taking your kids to a, a pl- you know what I mean? So like yeah, you're putting you know them in great a about sensory it? overload environment. Totally. And you know, what's great about it, honestly is when you're, you know, when you're paying for it and you know it, it's like, you just, you know, you're going to do it. Right. And so you just prep yourself that like, we're going to do this. It's going to be a lot. There's going to be, you know, ride overload and food overload and all this, but it's okay. It's one week of overload and my kids are going to remember it. And you know, that's going to be awesome. And so, yeah, I, I just, I think you just got to do it and just know that. And when you know it, it kind of releases you from all that guilt yeah. and then you just do it and then it's done. Yeah. You did it, you know, so it was fun though. What's your last message to leave with the audience? That's a hard question. I know, uh, that, I know that's a, that's a, the trip ones were easier. Uh, you know, 
I think I'll stick to this, what we were talking about earlier in that you know what is best for your family, however that looks, whether you're single and it's you, whether, you know, you're a mother, whether you're an empty nester, you know what's best for your family. You know what that looks like. And God equipped you for the season you're in right now, not the season you're going to be in, not the season you were in. He equipped you for what you are walking through and you can do it. You can make it. Seasons are called seasons for a reason. And you're not going to be stuck there forever. You know, you're going to move out and then you're going to be in another season and that <laughs> season's going to be awesome. But, but I just, I, I always want people to know like seasons are not forever and, you know, and whether it's a good one, whether it's not a good one, you know, you're going to keep moving through them and you're going to be equipped for each one that you're in. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. You are fun. Thank oh. you for having me. This was a blast for me. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. Don't forget to check out Sarah's book. It's called I Grew With You. She's got another one coming out. You can find her on social media. She is Modern Farmhouse Family on Instagram. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhines626. I'm also on Twitter. One of those people, at lindsayhine over there. I kind of love that platform. Uh, This podcast is on Instagram as well. Why is everyone yelling? And you can learn more about this network when you go to sandyboyproductions.com. Send me an email if you need anything or have any suggestions for the show or have a guest you'd love to hear from. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I am so thankful for this community. Appreciate you being here. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you next Tuesday on Why Is Everyone Yelling?